welcome to Discovering Spirit Within. This is Reverend Deborah Phillips coming to you from Spiritual Life Center in Sacramento, California. Our topic today is claiming your good. I want to be clear at the outset that we're not talking about how we attract good into our life, how we bring different things into our lives. Uh, So this is not really about the law of attraction. It's more about what we actually claim in our lives. Now, I'm going to be talking a lot about how we use our words again. And I know I've talked about this before, and it may seem like I keep talking about the same thing, which... In many ways I am, because in metaphysics there is only one thing that we teach, and that is that there's one power and presence in the universe, whether we call that presence God, or the Force, or Primal Source, or whatever name you might have for this creative energy that makes us, that creates us, and through which we create our own lives and our own realities. I'm going to go off on a bit of a bunny trail for a moment to talk about the word creation. Well, actually, creation, creating, created. I have decided that in my own personal life, there is no past tense for for creation. And in fact, creation even implies, well, creation is a noun or can be a noun. And I don't think that there is anything nouny about create, creation. We are always in the process of creating. Everything around us is always in the process of creating. I have a lamp here. It's creating light from its process of bringing electricity up into the whole doodads that run the light bulb, right? A tree is in constantly creating. It's bringing sap up. It's growing leaves. It's dropping leaves. It's creating new branches. A tree is never created. It's always creating. Um, I have my cats here. Then in some way or another, they're always in the process of creating, whether it is um, just a nice, quiet environment or when they all decide that it's time to play because Reverend Deborah is doing a podcast. They're always creating something all the time, as are we. we. We Just walking down the street, we're creating a little bit of a breeze as we move by. So if you think in terms of always being in, creation, in creating mode, as opposed to created, having created, it's easier to maybe start to think about the concepts that we're going to go into now. So when I name something, I'm claiming it. And the most common way I claim something, the most common way you claim something, is to put the word my in front of it. My car, my job, my house, my clothes, my food. Whenever you say my, you are claiming it, which means if you say it enough, you get to keep it. My, 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 my. So if you really start to think about how you use my, Think about what you might do, say, if you were to contract a cold. How many of you say, well, here I am with my cold, and my cold is getting worse, or my cold is this, or my that. Every time you say my cold, you claim that cold as your own. And the truth is, is it's not your cold. There might be 16 other people who have it as well, so why do you get to have it all by yourself? And of course, I'm joking, but when we put my in front of something, we are bringing it in and saying, I own this. And when I say I own something on some level, some emotional, mental, spiritual level, I'm saying that I want to keep it. 
It really is the spiritual, mental, emotional version of going mine, 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 instead of letting it go. How Think about this. If you're doing an affirmation and you are, are trying to release, say, we'll go back to having a cold. You're trying to release letting have a cold. It's like, I am now cured of my cold. My cold is gone. You're contradicting yourself right there in the middle of your own affirmation. Now, how do you get around this? Well, you can say the cold. If someone is uh, having a, a more serious kind of thing, like like cancer or, or lung issues or whatever, they can still say that the, the cancer, the lung issue, I have been diagnosed with as opposed to I have. When you say my and when you say I have, you are absolutely claiming it as your own. And if it's something you don't want, then you don't really want to uh, keep that around. Now, I did know a spiritual teacher at one point in my life who never said my about anything, including his wife. He said, my wife is not my property. I don't own her. And so I always refer her to, uh, to her as the wife. Now, he was divorced a couple of years later, so I'm not sure it always works in every situation. But he did have a point. And I started really thinking about what he had said, and I started using that. And now whenever someone tells me they, they're dealing with their cold, their whatever their affliction is, and they use the word my, inwardly I, f- I flinch. I don't correct people unless we're in a situation where I can, you know, gently and, and nicely say, have you thought about not claiming it and using the instead of my? Because really, it's none of my business unless they ask. So I I don't interfere. But I kind of cringe every time now when I hear someone saying my this or my that when it's something that they really don't want to keep. Because what are you doing? You're focusing, the more you say my, you're focusing what you don't want. And that's one of the things that we as humans do a lot of is we focus on what we don't want, and we don't focus very much on what we do want. And that is because that's how we're taught. Part of it is a survival thing. Obviously, there is a very deep instinct for survival in the human being, actually in all creatures. And we, so we need to be aware of what we don't want, because what we don't want might hurt us. If you go back to that, that survival level. And so I'm always looking out, and I'm talking about I as, as a, just a general human being here, I'm always looking out for, for, for danger on some level for what could hurt me. Now, it's not that I'm walking around going, oh, no, no, something's going to hurt me. But there is a part of our brain that is always alert because we need to be safe. We don't want something to come hurt us. And no, no uh, saber-toothed tiger is going to come along and eat us anymore. But that, that instinct is still there. And so we tend to have a little bit of a bias for looking for what might not be good for us because... Again, we're trying to stay safe. So teaching ourselves to start to look at things from a different point of view and not always claiming the thing that's in our life takes a bit of practice and it takes a bit of discipline. But I can tell you that from my own personal experience that when you start to say the instead of my and when you start to say um I have been diagnosed with or use some other term when there's a, like a cold. It's like I just say I'm recovering from a cold, even if I've had it 20 minutes. And I don't get colds very often, but if I've had 20 for a minute, immediately I'm recovering from it. 
And I, I go that direction and it makes so much more, so much difference. And, um, I get well faster and I also, I'm not quite as miserable while I'm walking through that process. But again, the more we complain about something, the more we own it and the more we longer we get to keep it. Um, we've been through some fairly intense political situations in the last few years. And I kept hearing people complaining loudly and incessantly about certain things that were going on. And I just, I finally said it to a couple people because I felt safe to do that. I just wanted to say is the more you complain about this, the longer we get to keep it. Could we please like pray for something different? And those people kind of got it, but they didn't want to get it because they were having so much fun complaining. And that's the other thing to keep in mind is that we like to complain. We like to have drama. We like to look at all the oh my gods that are going on. I mean, if we didn't, the news media wouldn't be having such a a great time with all of their... um, negativity because we wouldn't be buying it. But, you know, negativity, drama, it's not really, it's drama. Drama sells. And so that's what they give us and we eat it up because it's a little bit fun. And honestly, I think sometimes we find it a little bit fun because if we're looking at other people's drama, we're not having to look at ourselves and we're not having to focus on what's going on within us. And Avoidance and denial is a great thing up to a point, but if we really want to have a good quality of life, learning to look and become aware of what we're doing inside our minds, what we're doing with the things that we say is really, really the path to improving that quality of life and moving forward in a way that is helpful and positive for you and all the people around you. Because remember, when you are proclaiming something in your life, life that you own that is not necessarily good for you, it does affect all the people around you. And so being aware of what you're saying and what you are keeping in your life and what you're uh, then, of course, attracting into your life um, is, is more than just you. We don't live in a vacuum. None of us lives in a vacuum. Yes, each one of us is the star of our own drama, our own life, but none of us lives in a vacuum. So even if I'm just having a slightly not perfectly wonderful day, that might leak over into my husband. It might even leak over into the the cats that live with me. It might leak over into my work colleagues because if I my energy isn't centered and focused, then it's going to leak out. You know, I've known people who didn't really want to talk about their problems very much because they didn't want to be um, a burden to other people. But what happens is when they're keeping it inside, they still leak. They leak out. The energy leaks out in one way or another. And if they're unhappy, a lot of, and you've probably experienced this, is that there's this person that just is sitting there sort of oozing this energy and it's kind of icky and you don't know what it is. Well, what they're doing is they're sitting and they're keeping all this inside and they're calling everything my, and they're claiming it all and they're keeping it all and they're not doing anything to disperse it. And so you feel icky around them and they feel icky inside. I know this is a digression, but this is where it's going. And so I go with it when that happens. The more we complain about something, the longer we get to keep it. The more we praise something, the longer we get to keep it. Now, we probably don't get to keep anything forever because we live in an ever-changing, ever-creating world. But we often get to keep some things a lot longer than we actually want to. 
And of course, we don't always get to keep some of the things that we really like as long as we want to as well. But it's somehow in there, it's about finding balance. And it's also finding how you look at the world and how you claim what is yours and what you want to be yours. I mean, I've known people who had chronic illnesses and named that illness theirs and yet would say, I don't want to be this way. I don't like being this. I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this. But they always said, I don't like my disease. I don't like my wheelchair. I don't like my, you know, and I'm not blaming anybody here. Let's, let's get that clear. But when you are claiming something to be your own, then you have some responsibility for that. And yes, there are a lot of illnesses. There's a lot of uh, things that cannot be or will not be cured for a lot of people. But how you go about dealing with that is everything. I think about some of the famous people who have physical challenges. There's Linda Ronstadt and Michael J. Fox, both with the versions of Parkinson's. And Linda Ronstadt was asked once how she dealt with this massive change in her life. And she just said it's radical acceptance. And she's apparently gone through that process. Michael J. Fox has been very upbeat, in, at least publicly. And as I'm sitting here doing this, I wonder how they talk about this behind closed doors. You know, if they, uh, if they say, if they claim it, if they say my disease, whatever that disease is, my this, my that. Now, conversely, obviously, we can talk about my joy, my happiness, my best thing ever, and we claim that. So can you see now how we can claim our good and allow the what we consider not so good to, to be put in a different category? I think that's what this all comes down to as I sit here and talk about it. I guess where this takes us, as I've talked about this for a while, is that we simply can be aware of what we are claiming. And what we want to do is we want to claim the good in our lives. And the things that are not as good, the things that we would prefer not to have in our lives, we don't reject them. We don't pretend like they're not there. We don't go into full denial and go, blah, 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 I'm just going to run some affirmations over it and see if it dissolves. But we don't also do not claim it as our own. So when it is something good that I want to keep, that I am grateful for, I will use the word my. I will use the word have. And if it's something that I don't necessarily like or would prefer to have changed, then I go back to saying the. I don't claim it. I don't keep it as my own. I allow it to be out there a little bit apart from me and let it work its way through and let it dissolve rather than claiming it as my own and keeping it close to my heart. And I realize that keeping some of this stuff close to our hearts is, um, again, it's a natural thing to do. But just think about that. If you say, oh, I'm going to choose, I always talk about flat tires. I'm going to do that again. It's like the flat tire. There's a lot of difference between my flat tire and the flat tire. I don't claim it as my flat tire. I'm just saying there's a tire, it's flat, I'm going to fix it. That's a lot different from claiming that flat tire as your very own and keeping it next to your heart for the rest of your life. You know, there was this day, I will remember it until I die, that I had a flat tire. There's one of the best things I've ever seen on Facebook. And it was such a simple thing. And it said, was it a bad day? Or was it a bad five minutes that you milked all day? 
When you have a bad five minutes that you milked all day, you're claiming whatever that bad five minutes was, you're claiming it as your very own. Mine. My bad day. My bad moment. My bad. My, 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 my. If we can get past that kind of thinking, if we can get past claiming every single thing that comes along as ours, and I guess that's just the tendency to go mine, mine, but if we can learn to think about what it is and think about what we're claiming and say, I don't want that. That's not something I want to claim as my own, but here's this really cool thing that's happened in my life. I want to claim that as my own. The more you look and claim the good in your life, and the more you allow the not so, what you consider not so great to sit outside yourself and not be part of you, So think about how this happens is when you claim something to be your own, my car, my disease, my whatever, you're bringing it into and making it part of you. It's not just that you're saying the words. When you claim something, you are making it part of you spiritually, emotionally, mentally, and sometimes physically. So if you don't want it to be part of you, don't claim it. Use the other words, use the, use diagnosed, use anything that keeps it, you know, neutral, keeps it not being yours. You are acknowledging that it's there. You acknowledge that it exists. It gives you the opportunity to do something about it, but you are not saying it's mine and I'm going to keep it forever. And when something really good comes into your life, claiming it is the best thing that you can do because you bring that in and it becomes part of you as well. Now, my friend, the spiritual teacher who never claimed anything, um, the one with the wife who ended up getting divorced, he didn't use my for anything, even good things. And I disagree with that. I think that we need to claim what our good is. Emma Curtis Hopkins always talked about claiming your good. And she used to say, my good is my God. It took me a long time to understand what she meant by that. And what she meant by that is that what we focus on, if we focus on good, that becomes our God in a way. And so my God is good. And the more good we bring into our life, the happier we are, the better our quality of life is, the um, happier probably the people around us are because we're, you know, happy. And so claiming our good first is the very highest and best thing we can do for ourselves. Acknowledging the not so good, saying that it's there, we get it, but not making it our own is also for our highest good. And so we can move forward in light and love and peace and joy by identifying, recognizing, and claiming the good that we see in our lives. That's it for today. Until next time, I wish you a peaceful and insightful week. Thank you for listening today. Discovering Spirit Within is produced by Spiritual Life Center. If you enjoyed our discussion and feel inspired to support us, you can go to slcworld.org forward slash donate. And now, until we meet again, deep peace of the running wave to you, deep peace of the flowing air to you, deep peace of the quiet earth to you, deep peace of the shining stars to you, deep peace of the son and daughter of peace to you, and may the joys of the world go with you.